all have been crucified with Christ. And it's no longer us who live, but it's Christ who lives in us. In Jesus' name, amen. Y'all, the teaching just gets better and better. I don't know about you, but it shows me a lot of things that I need to deal with. Or it shows me how to deal with a lot of things. What about you? When you stay in touch with the word, I'm telling you, the word will touch you right where you are. Um, I'm going to continue dealing with the heart because I believe that if we get our hearts right the way they need to be, that we can resolve things that's in front of us that don't need to be in front of us. Amen. Okay, let's go with me to Mark 6, 52. I'm going to back up just a little bit. You can go to Mark 6.52, but I was going back over last time we were together, Psalms um, 78, and each time I go over Psalm 78, um, get into verse 1 where it says, my people listen, give ear to my teaching. You can still go to Mark where I was sending you. I'm just going over what we went over. Um, my people listen, give ear to my teaching, that instructions, the law. Listen, incline your ear to what I say, the words of my mouth. This is how this Psalms started out. When we pay attention to God's word and we incline our ear to what God is saying, we will receive what God has from us from his word. If you keep inclining, if you keep paying attention, our hearts will not be hardened. Our hearts will not become insensitive to the things of God. Our hearts will be more sensitive to him than we are to the things of the world. This is what the enemy don't want. He does not want us to stay in the word. He does not want the word to stay in us because he know we're going to receive life from this word. So the more time you spend out of the word, the more insensitive you become. And this is when we have division in the church. This is when we have confusion and we know where confusion is. There is no peace. This is why you have some people believe in one thing and other people believe in another. And we have to understand that if you're not in the word of God and you don't have insight into the things of God, you can be quoting scripture all day long and you still won't perceive it and you still won't understand it until it's illuminated, until revelation comes from that scripture. And this is why we have so many problems when it comes to the word. People say they know the word. When you really know the word and the word has been known to you, you're going to see manifestation from that word. You're not just going to be repeating the word just to say, I know it, because that's head knowledge. We don't want head knowledge. We want heart knowledge. You can know a lot of things in your head, but if it's not getting into your heart, you're not going to be able to live really what you really know. So this is the problem. It's in your head. It got to drop in your heart. When it drop in your heart, it's coming out your mouth. And when it come out your mouth, then you're going to see some action behind what's coming out your mouth. So these people in Psalm 78, they kept on telling, saying one thing, but they were doing another. Each time God did what they wanted him to do, oh, they love God. But as soon as they felt like trouble was there and God wasn't doing anything, that's when they began to mumble. That's when they began to complain. Why? Because their heart was not right. When your heart is right before God, no matter when trouble comes, you're not going to be moved. You're still going to trust God. 
you still know that God has your back, even in the midst of what's going on. That's how you know where your heart is. Even if your money is not right, you're still going to give. Why? Because that's where your heart is. Because God even told them, I want you to give willingly. I want you to give from your heart. And when you give from your heart, you're not going to miss anything. But if you're just giving grudgingly, out of necessity, you're going to miss some things. Some people give because other people give. You give because that's what God has purposed in your heart. Evidently, God wanted to say that for a reason. That wasn't part of what I was teaching. But it goes in with it. So tonight where I want to go, we're going to go back to Psalm 78. But tonight where I want to go is, God took me back to that scripture, Mark 6.52. And I'm going to read it out, the Amplified. For they fail to consider or understand the teaching and meaning of the miracles the of the loaves in fact their hearts have grown callous had become dull and had lost the power of understanding so we see when you fail to consider let's look at that word consider consider mean to set or join together in the mind consider mean to set or join together in the mind to take into account to ponder to study to examine, to deliberate upon, to meditate. I'll say it again, but if you don't get it, you can go back and listen to it. To set or join together in the mind, to take into account, to ponder, to study, to examine, to deliberate upon, to meditate. So when you're considering a thing, you're setting it or you're joining it together in your mind. You're pondering over that thing over and over again. This is what caused a hardened heart. When you're considering things outside of God, your heart becomes hardened towards God. The enemy knows this. The more you put focus on anything outside of the will of God, outside of his way of doing, that's where your heart is. That's what your heart is going to be set upon. This is what was happening to these disciples, for they failed to consider or understand the teaching and meaning of the miracle of the loaves. This is why... They could not receive that miracle. This is why. Because they, they looked at it. They saw what was going on. But then when Jesus told them to beware of the you know, teaching of the Pharisees and Sadducees. But he used another word. They didn't understand what he was saying. Because they was looking at it naturally. Instead of looking at it spiritually. So your heart becomes um, hardened when you don't consider. When you don't understand when you're seeing naturally instead of seeing spiritually. I'm going to go back to Genesis, the third chapter. And this is verse 6. Y'all know what happened here. Um, when Satan, he was tempting Eve. And it said, when the woman saw that the tree was good, suitable, pleasant for food, and that it was delightful to look at, and a tree to be desired in order to make one wise, she took of his fruit and ate, and she gave some also to her husband, and he ate. So see, what was happening was Satan tempted Eve by talking to her. He tempted Eve by talking to her about the tree that God told her not to eat from. What you hear, listen at this, what you hear is what will begin to affect you. It's according to what you're hearing. It's going to affect you, either negative or positive. It's going to have an effect on you. We know faith come by hearing. Hearing come by the word of God. So this is what Eve was doing. Eve was not tempted until it was pointed out to her. 
until that tree was pointed out to her and then she considered it. Anything that you don't know about, you don't consider. I'll give you an example. If um, my husband bought a cheesecake and I didn't know anything about the cheesecake and he didn't tell me about the cheesecake, but if we're sitting down watching in television, cheesecake is not on my mind. But the moment he point out that cheesecake and say, I got a cheesecake in the refrigerator. Do you want some cheesecake? My mind was nowhere near cheesecake. But all of a sudden, I don't even have to look in the refrigerator. I see cheesecake. Have y'all been there? So you never thought about it. You never considered it. But all of a sudden, just because somebody's telling you about it, now you're considering, man, that cheesecake would be nice. So that's what consider is. And I say I just sit there and sit there. And all of a sudden, I'm just sitting there. And my mind is going towards that cheesecake. And he's saying again, it's in the refrigerator. If you want some, I'll go get it for you. And I'm like, nah, I don't want none. And he keep pointing it out. Sooner than later, I'm going to say, bring me a piece of that cheesecake. So that's what consider is. When you point out something to someone that they have never thought about, that's when they begin to consider what you have pointed out. That's what was happening to Eve. Eve began to consider. She began to look at that tree that God told her, I don't want you to eat from that tree. So the more you begin to look at a thing, the more you begin to hear about a thing, you're going to begin to consider that thing. You're going to ponder over that thing and you're going to go towards that thing. So anything, whether it's on the internet, whether it's on the television, even on the radio, if you're just sitting there listening, you're going to begin to ponder over what you're listening to, and it's going to draw you to that thing more and more. This is why the world is in so much of a, a mess, because Satan, he's the god of this world, so he's drawing people more unto him through radio, through television, through all of these things. And Christians are joining in to some of these things. Like Facebook. He's using Facebook. He's blowing up Facebook. He's blowing up the social media. Things that people want to find out, go to Facebook. You'll find out anything you want to find out on Facebook. Come on, if you're forgetting things that um, you forget about, you open up Facebook, dag, there it is. Anything that you consider is what you're going to be drawn to. This is why we have to stay in the word of God. We have to keep our minds set on things above and not on things on this earth. Why would Paul say this? Set your mind on things above and not on things of this earth. Because whatever you set your mind to, that's what you're going to go towards. There's another scripture. Mark 4.24 says this. And he said to them, be careful what you are hearing. The measure of thought and study you give to the truth you hear will be measured, um, will be measured that comes back to you and more besides will be given to you who hear. So the more I'm hearing the word of God, the more I'm hearing it, faith come by hearing, hearing come by the word of God, the more is going to be poured back into me the more that's going to come to me. So if you listen into negative stuff, that's what's going to be poured into you. If you are more into the negative, into the world, then you are the things of God. When things come up in your life, you're going to be drawn to the world. 
what does this have to do with a hardened heart? It has a lot to do with it because the, the more you listen to something outside of the word of God, the more your heart goes towards that thing because you pondering over it. You considering it. Um, the pandemic. We're always talking about the pandemic. As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. So does he become. If you always pondering on COVID, 19, if you always setting your heart to that, you looking for it. Everywhere you go, if you're hearing this and you're um, listening to what they're saying, your heart is becoming hardened. Your heart is becoming insensitive to what God has already said. If God said by Jesus Christ, you were already healed, God is not going to change his mind regardless of what's out here. So if we focus our mind on what God is saying, we become more sensitive to him than we're coming uh, more sensitive to disease, more sensitive to lack. Anything that's outside of the will of God, we should not be sensitive to. Yes, it's out there, but our mind should not be set on those things. Our mind should be set on the things of God. Are those things real? Yes, those things are real. But you don't ponder over those things. You don't let those things get a hold of you because if those things get a hold of you, that's what's going to be set before you. So a hardened heart is where it's callous, it's insensitive to the things of God, it becomes more sensitive to the things of the world. So what are you more sensitive to? Are you more sensitive to the word of God when they tell you this is coming or that is coming? Or do you say, well, you know, we're in the world and this is what's going to happen. So we have to accept what's happening. That shows what you're sensitive to. Well, they said on the news, if you do this right here, you're safe. But what did the word of God say? We have to go on what the word of God is saying unto us. We cannot go on natural. We have to go on supernatural. Let's look at 1 Corinthians 15.33. Be not deceived. Evil communications corrupt good manners. I'm going back to what you hear. If you're around a person that's always having evil communication, that's always saying things outside of the word of God, then you're going to be corrupted by those things. Faith come by hearing, hearing come by the word of God. So you don't want to be around a person that's always talking death, that's always talking what the news is saying, that's always telling you, oh, this is going to happen or that is going to happen. And then with the next breath, they're saying, oh, how I love Jesus. You don't want to be around a person like that because the Bible said, be not deceived. Evil communications corrupt good manners. You being corrupted through what a person is saying. So you have to separate yourself from that because if you're building yourself up in the Lord, you have to turn away from those things that separate you from him. And when you separate yourself, and I'm going to be honest, we have Facebook fans. I'm just going to be honest. We have Facebook fans. People cannot get off Facebook for 10 minutes, some people. Facebook is their livelihood. That's their life. That's what they think that they need to survive. That's what they think they need to get people to like them and love them. That's what they think they need to have to not be rejected. It's Facebook. As long as I have my Facebook, I'm okay. They're more sensitive to Facebook than they are to God. 
And the reason why they allow Facebook to take up more of their time than they allow the word of God to take up their time. If you be steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the works of the Lord, hey, you wouldn't be worrying about Facebook. You wouldn't be worrying about what nobody say on Facebook or any social media platform. You would say, no, this is what God, that would be your first answer. No, this is what God is saying. I hear what you're saying, but this is what God is saying. My grandfather was so sensitive to the word of God. People can put it right in his face and he would say, taint so. And you're looking at him like, man, how can you say this ain't so? Look, he didn't go on what they were saying. He went on what God was saying. Why? Because he was so sensitive to God. He didn't think about what nobody else was saying. He said, God, this is what you're saying. I remember one time, um, granddaddy, he was, he had this heater, this wood heater and granddaddy was up to the heater with a blanket around him. And he told us, did not go to the doctor, but he told us this. He said, God told me that pneumonia is trying to come in and attack me. He recognized it was pneumonia, but he was doing what God was telling him to do. He said, I am the healed of the Lord. Though this has come, I am the healed of the Lord. I watched tears come down his eyes. He said, because I know what God said. And let me tell you something. My granddaddy rise up. He rose up. My granddaddy was healed. Why? Because he wasn't considering how his body was feeling. He was considering what God had already said. He said, if God said it, I believe it. And that means it's so. Outside of how my body is aching, outside of how I feel, that does not change what God's word says. And he rose up. Why? He didn't consider how he felt. How can we get to that place that even though our body is racked in pain, that we're not considering it? Considering it means that you know it's happening. But you ain't pondering over it. You ain't meditating on it. You only saying what God is saying and you know what God is saying is true outside of what you see. Outside of how you feel. The next person, y'all, are so familiar with this man. It's Abraham. It says in Hebrews eleven fifteen, And truly, if they had been mindful of the country from whence they came out, they might have had an opportunity to have returned. Meaning that if Abraham focused on where he left, the country he left, he would have went back to that country. Mindful mean he was not thinking upon where he was before. He was only focused upon where God was taking him. That's not a hardened heart. He knew he was leaving from where he was, but he didn't focus on where he was. He focused on where God was carrying him. And that's when your heart is more sensitive to God and not sensitive to where you were. And that's when you can rejoice. That's when you can go into prayer. That's when you can give thanks. Why? Because my heart is, is toned in more to God than my situation. The more you tone in with God than your situation, you don't even think about having a situation no more. You only thinking upon what the word has to say concerning your situation. Here's another incident. Y'all know about Abraham in this one. Romans 4, 18 through 19. I'm reading out the expanded Bible. Romans 4, 18 through 19. Though there was no hope that Abraham would have children, when all seemed hopeless against hope, Abraham believed God and continued hoping 
And so he became the father of many nations, as God told him. Your descendants also will be too many to count, so shall your seed of offsprings be. Abraham was almost a hundred years old, much past the age for having children, his own body as good as dead. And Sarah could not have children. Sarah's womb was dead. Now listen at this. Abraham thought about all, considered, or acknowledged this, but guess what? But his faith in God did not become weak. Abraham did not deny he was old. He did not deny the barrenness of Sarah's womb, but he did not focus on that. Abraham had faith that God was going to do exactly what he said outside of what was going on with him and Sarah. Have we got to that point to say, God, I do recognize that these bills, you know, I don't have the money to pay these bills. But God, my focus is not on what I don't have. My focus is on what you have already given me. God, you told me you're going to supply all my needs according to your riches and glory by Christ Jesus. So God, I'm going to focus on that my needs are already supplied outside of what I see. So if your focus is more on what God is saying outside of what it looks like in the natural, guess what? You already have your bills paid before it even manifests. Why? Because your heart is more sensitive towards God than it's sensitive towards the bills that's piling up. Another one, Hebrews eleven seventeen through 19. Hebrews eleven seventeen through 19. It was by faith that Abraham, when God tested him, offered his son Isaac as a sacrifice. God made the promise to Abraham, but Abraham was ready to offer his own unique, one-of-a-kind son as a sacrifice. God had said, the descendants I promise you will be from Isaac. Though Isaac, through, your, through Isaac, your offspring seed will carry on your name. Abraham believed God. He believed, considered reason that God could have the power to raise the dead. And really, in one sense, in a matter of speaking, it was as if Abraham got received Isaac back from the dead. So what this is saying is, Abraham offered Isaac because he believed God. He thought about even if he kill him, he got to bring him back because you said Isaac would be the offspring. Isaac would be the one that bring forth many nations. So Abraham's mind was more set on he got to raise him from the dead. If you kill him, you still got to bring him back. Why? Because Abraham believed God. He was more sensitive towards the things of God than the things that he saw in the natural. So that's what God is saying. In order for us to not have a hardened heart, we have to get into the word of God. We have to consider, we have to ponder, we have to meditate on what God is saying more than we're considering, meditating, and pondering on the things of the world. We are in the world, but we are no longer of the world. Things do change and things do happen, being that we're here in the world. But when we know our God, we're more sensitive to what God is saying, even though things are not looking like they need to look in our lives. So... That's consider. So think about sometime, what are you considering the most? What are you pondering on the most? If you believe in God, if you're trusting in God, you wouldn't be worrying about what's going on around you because God is still God no matter what. The more you think about 
things in the negative, the more you're going to receive negative. For as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he, so does he become. If you believe, if you're thinking about always having lack, you always talking lack, you're going to have lack. If you're thinking about sickness and always talking sickness and, you know, saying I'm going to be sick, you're going to be sick. Because that's where your heart is. Whatever you're more sensitive to, that's what you become. Faith come by hearing, hearing come by the word of God. So you have to watch whom you around because everybody, just because they're saved, don't mean that they are perceiving and understanding the things of God. Everybody that's quoting scriptures back to back, front to the back, back to the front, and ain't missing out a word in scripture, that does not mean that they're perceiving things spiritually that does not mean that they got a spiritual um insight on the things of god that just means that they got head knowledge because a person that quote that much scripture miracles should be manifesting you should be seeing some things happening in their life they shouldn't be living the same way 20 years later if you got that much word in you something should be seen through that word if you're not seeing it Something is not right because God will not lie. If you're quoting that scripture like that, back to back to back to back, something's supposed to be manifested in your life. God is going to show himself strong. That's just who he is. That's just who God is. So you may have a head knowledge, but you got to have a heart knowledge. And when you got a heart knowledge of the word of God, you're going to be able to understand it. You're going to be able to hear it, understand it, and you, it's going to manifest in your life. So let's make sure that our hearts are not hardened. Let's make sure we're more sensitive to God than we are to the things of the world. Now, what we're going to do tonight, I want to get that little bit in. We're going to um, start with the ones from last week. When I was talking about Psalm 78, some of y'all said, I'm ready tonight. I went back and looked over that. So we're going to have some people to come up and see what they got out of um, Psalm 78, dealing with the hardened heart, and how did, did the Psalms help you to see yourself with a hardened heart. So who want to come up? Come one, come one, one, come all. Wow. I know they come up last week. And they say I ain't coming up this week. Erica, you can move a little bit closer because I know you want to come after Brother Terry. I went over it. I didn't go over it the, the time before, but I went over it afterwards. And uh, what I got out of it was, he says, uh, pass the word down to the generations, from generation to generations. And you look, and uh, out of all the miracles that God did, the people mumbling complained the whole time. And during the mumbling complaining, you know, it said that, uh, they had the, the fire by night mm-hmm. and uh, the cloud by day. Then all the miracles they seen, 
Even the food what came down from the commander came down. They complained about the commander because they wanted something different, so he sent quail to them. And the whole time, every time they they done something, they turned around and complained about it. And you think about us not in today, a lot of times what we do, murmur complain. Mm-hmm. You know, we're never satisfied. You know, you, you know, and as far as the word of God, you think about uh, his people and our, our people and our family members. You think about the, the, um, the word. The word don't never go down into our families and spread out to other people, you know. And uh, even talked about the um, open of the, um, when they come out of Egypt, talked about the crossing of the, of the, oh, the river, ocean, or whatever it was at the time. You know, then it says, on further on down there, it closed it back up, closed the enemy. Even the enemy got washed away into the uh, sea because they were chasing them. But y'all, you think about our enemies, which ain't nothing but Satan, you know, and he's steady coming at us, and we don't use the word of God to, to fight against him. He will steady punish us, and, and instead of us fighting and getting ahead of him, and then what we do, when we complain again. That's what I got out of it. What I got, it says, don't harden your heart towards me. Listen to the words I say. And that taught me that being that I substitute teach at school, I had a hardened heart towards some of the students. But it taught me to just really sit there and listen to them and see what they have to say. And that way, it'll, they'll open up and talk to you. And since I've done that, a lot of them come to me and say, can I come to your room today? And I'm like, no, you have to go to your own room because you have to learn. But they will talk to me versus anybody else because I sit there and I listen to what they have to say instead of judging them like everybody else. Amen. Amen. I've been meditating on this for a while. As a matter of fact, um, the Holy Spirit had given me a teaching. Sunday school, be careful in forgetting God. So I thank God for the word because I know that's what the Lord is saying to us as a church, um, especially at this time that we're in to um, make sure that we incline. And there's also what Apostle keeps teaching about inclining our ears into the Lord, leaning in, listening to his word, you know, getting his word in our hearts, taking God at his word. Um, so that um, we will not forget when we go through ch- things in our lives, when situations arise, you know, I, I look at how God has been good to us. And I try not, and I told Rick, and I keep talking about, I said, I refuse to be like the children of Israel, how God uh, took, he showed himself mightily. He showed himself strong. Um, they um, saw the the. The miracle signs and wonders that, that God performed right before them, um, you know, like Brother Terry's talking about the uh, fire by night and the cloud by day, and departed the Red Sea. He fed them manna from heaven. They 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 uh, went through the wilderness. His shoes didn't wear out. He did so many things, and I always parallel that, and it's there for us to do with our own parallel with our own lives. God has done so much for me that I don't want to um, receive a hardened heart that I forget 
the Lord and what, who he is and what he has done. And I think about how he says, I am God and I change not. You know, and he's faithful. He's faithful, and I know that I can depend on him. So I consciously remind myself through the help of the Holy Spirit when something else comes up in my life that I remember God. I remember his word, and I don't want to be just a a, a um, hearer of the word, but I, I try to apply it, you know, and to step out on faith because I know that the just shall live by faith. So, and then I try to speak the word, continue to speak it. You know, and not just to, like I said, not just be a, uh, to just quote it, but to really take God at his word. Because I know that God is faithful to his word. And then also, it's our responsibility to make sure that we are speaking the word of God, teaching the word, letting it go throughout the generations, the ones under us, so they can continue to pass it down. Because, um, we look at all what's going on around us. And I know that the younger people need to know the word of God. And they need to see it manifested in our lives so that they would know what to do. And, and you know, in such a time as this. And I know it's not going to get any better. It's going to get worse. So anyway, I'll try to talk too long. Go on. Amen. We have anyone else? Okay, I'm going to roll my head this way to Willie. I'm going to start calling names now. Well, <clears throat> Sister Kathy, she pretty much, you know, said some of the things that I would, would have said, you know, <laughs> if he hadn't called me up here. <laughs> but we, uh, we are to, you know, uh, pay attention, you know, to God's words study his word and uh, pass it, you know, on down to our children, you know, to the next generation, you know, so they can be uh, wise, you know, and know the thing that God have done for, done for, for us. And uh, one thing that I think is, is wise, which I'm not going to say that I do, but I have thought about doing it. I haven't done it, though. I'm just, I'm being honest, is that when, when the Lord do something for you, <clears throat> like for me, you know, he had, healed me when I had a, uh, a fungus that was growing in my head. You know, I always thought about just keeping a journal of what God have done, even when I had prostate cancer, when I had knee surgery. Things like that, you know, when you see that, when you know that God have done things for you like that, you know, throughout your life, you know, I feel like we should just keep, well, I should keep a tab on it, you know, so then that way I can look back, you know, and just see the things that God have done. Because, you know, he do so much for us, you know, some of the things that we forget, you know, you know, some of uh, the things that he do for us. So I think it's just why, you know, if we would just, you know, learn to just keep a tab on the thing that the Lord do for us. And also, you know, share, share those type of things uh, with our children, then they can pass it down to their children. And also, um, another thing is that, you know, it's, it's, it's very important, you know, that we continue to stay in the word so we don't you know, uh, get a, a hard heart because the more you stay away from the word, your heart do, you know, starting to get hard and you start to care less, you know, about the things of God. So that's kind of like living experience for me. Thank you, Will.
um, what really stuck out to me in that was like where he was talking about the children, giving it to your children, um, about telling about God's works, his strength, so that they would set their hope in God. And it just took me back to like, um, I was thinking about what you was talking about, like uh, just hearing about uh, my granddad, the miracles that he used to work and stuff like that. Even before I really came to the Lord, I heard about these things. And even though I never saw him physically with my eyes, when I started believing in God, I believed in a God that could work miracles, you know, because I've heard it wasn't like I had no uh, unbelief about he wouldn't do this or he wouldn't do that. I just always believed that God could do the miraculous, just like Gideon when he said, um, if God be God, where be all his miracles? You know, that's so I'm right. looking at people that's just thinking of God like a God that don't have power. And I'm thinking, like, if God be God, where's all these miracles that Amen. we heard of? You know, we, we heard of these things. Mm-hmm. And it goes back to, um, like, the Red Sea, as, as long ago as that was, even in Hebrews, they were still talking about mm-hmm. the Red Sea. You know, mm-hmm. so it's like they was reminded way back then still what God could do. And, I mean, some of those things God did, you know, and, and now the generation, what, what people call really faith, they can't even believe for, you know, I mean, half of that, you know. I mean, if God could split the Red Sea and, and all these things he did, and we can't even believe him for these little simple things, you know. That's but it's right. the same God. Mm-hmm. It's just that's showing us we're not the same. Mm-hmm. But it's like you just got to remember, like, everything. And I think... uh Actually, the best way to remember is going in the Word every day. How could you forget if you just read it and you just read it again? It's like refreshing your memory, you know? Mm -hmm. So that's just what I I looked at is just passing it down to the children. Their hope of being God and not man. Like everybody's hoping in man right now, but Mm -hmm. our hope is supposed to be in God. You know, what, what he said, his works. And, I mean, he said so many things where, like, where we're healed, where we're prosperous, all these things. So, like, that's where our hope should be, not in, like, man trying to help us in these areas. Right. And that's where people get it. Uh, I'm glad Manny brought that back out about from generation to generation because that's where my belief come from, his belief come from, because they passed it to us. I saw things that Manny wasn't, you know, in there to see, but he heard it. So by me talking about it, he's remembering Oh, okay, okay, that's, that's what he did. So if we saw these things and heard these things, that's what our belief is going to be. My belief is I don't need man to do nothing. God is God all by himself. When God does something, it's nobody else involved but God. That's what a miracle is. A miracle is outside of natural means. Healing is outside of natural means, y'all. Healing is outside of natural. Healing is a supernatural thing, meaning that God didn't need no help. Where the doctor's eyes be bucked and said, the report has changed. Something, check that x-ray machine again. Something is wrong with that machine because the report has changed. No, the machine is fine. This is God's doing, and it's marvelous in our eyes. God works outside of man, period. Period. God stands alone. He self-exists. If he needed, we wouldn't need God if, come on, y'all, we wouldn't need God. 
Some people giving man glory. Some people say, you know, God used man. He can use them in a way to say, you don't have to touch that. I got that. And they'll come out and say, I did nothing. I didn't do nothing. Because God gets all the glory. All the glory. But see, man want to be involved. God gets all the glory. People got it twisted. So that's why I say it's from generation to generation. You see in the power of God and you know that it was not man. It was God. Give you another testimony. The same grandfather we was talking about. He had one of them big tractors to roll over on him. And he was laying there in the road and he asked the Lord. He said, Lord, just give me strength to get from under the tractor to, to just move to, you know, so the tractor won't be um, on me. Long story short, when they got him to the hospital, they said he'll never walk again. He's paralyzed from the waist down. So granddaddy stayed in his word. Every day he was in his word. Now I'm hearing this from his children. He in his word and, he, and grandma said, you want some food this morning? He said, no. So he was in there singing. He said he healed the sick. He raised the dead. He done exactly what he said. And he kept saying it over and over and over again. And all of a sudden, he jumped up and he started shouting and he was walking. His son heard him from next door. He said, he said I want you to uh, go with me back out there to that doctor's office. He said, you want me to drive? He said, no, I'm going to drive because I want him to see what God done. He didn't, man didn't do it. Man told him that's how he was going to be the rest of his life. But God showed man, I'm God. There is a difference. Do not let people fool you to tell you man did this. God does things all by himself. That's how it's supposed. That's why you get in that word. That's why you take the word for what it is. That's what we have to do. Anybody else? I was thinking as well um, how he was saying in um, Psalm 78 how you should let it pass on through the generation. And it made me think of my mom. And when I was growing up as a child, you know, it was instilled in me what God could do. She talked about her forefathers. She talked about Uncle Arthur. She talked about her grandmother. She talked about um, Mother Mabel. She talked about a lot of people that was in the family and how strong their faith were. And they didn't believe in medicine. They believed in God. They believed in his word. They believed that, you know, he could do all things. And they didn't go run into the doctor. So growing up, we didn't. We didn't take medicine. We didn't, um, I got a headache. I didn't take nothing. We might have had aspirin in the house and Flintstones. That was it. So, you know, that's what I grew up believing and trusting. And I thank God for my mother because my mom instilled that in me. So it just go through the generation. You know, I saw Uncle Arthur. I think he might have been. When he died, I was in the seventh grade. But I remember going to visit. And I remember Pastor in the kitchen doing stuff. You know, like she said, she, she would be in the kitchen. God was preparing her. But I 
remember those things and I hold it dear to my heart because I know if I know that it's possible. I know that God can do what he said he would do. And I don't I don't think twice. I might think twice. I'm gonna say I don't think twice. The enemy put words in your head. Just like on the way here, he was telling me all kind of stuff. And I was like, Sister Annie, you old devil. I was I mean, she came to my mind. How cousin Annie would tell you, you old devil. And I was like, I bind you in the name of Jesus. I shall live and not die and declare the works of the Lord. And that's what we got to do. When we hear these negative things, we got to, you know, right away and counteract with the word of God. And as, you know, I was just listening. I thank God for yesterday. I took out the time and just listened. And I was just, even if I couldn't read a word because I was actually doing work in the house, I had it playing in my ear. And I said, that's probably what Pastor be doing all the time. She come and get her hair done. I don't know what you be listening to. But, you know, the word is going in her ear all the time. And I said, I ain't got no excuse. If I'm working all the time, it could be playing in my ear. I really don't have no excuse. And, you know, and I know it's going to take the word to change who I am. So I can be what God say I can be or what God say that I am. And that's what's going to change the generation that's to come. Because if it's in me, I'm going to instill it in them. If they believe it like I believed it as a kid, they're going to instill it in theirs. And it just keep going on and on and on. And it doesn't matter. Like Brother Manny said, looking back in Hebrew, how all the years passed through, they were still looking at what their forefathers did and what happened in the generation. And, you know, just thinking about it's things I've been waiting on. And we all have things we're holding dear to our heart and waiting on. And the enemy put thoughts in your head. And it's like, God, if you said it, it's going to happen. And then I was thinking about what Pastor said just now about how, um, you know, it's, it's God that get the glory, not man. And I thought about how I went into the salon that I used to be in and how it was going to take $11,000 for me to get in there. I knew I didn't have the money, but I had a word from the Lord. He said that I was going to go in there. At the time, self-employment, they didn't give you but so much money if you try to get a loan. I think I only got 9000 I could get. And I didn't say nothing about it. I came to Bible study that night when we were on um, Fremont. And pastor called me up front, and she told Brother Kenny to uh, saying, fill my cup, Lord. He saw fill my cup, Lord. And the body, the church body gave to me. And it wasn't what the church did. It was what God did through the word that he gave apostle. And then how it blessed me because God's word came to pass. God still did it, but he used man. In that way, he gave me favor through man. I even felt guilt. The devil was like, you don't deserve it. They're going to feel like you don't need it. And, you know, he was putting all these thoughts in my head. And I remember Brother Rick, he came up to me. He was excited. And he said, you know, he knew by him giving into me, he was going to be blessed as well. He knew it was a blessing that he was doing that. And if we know we're getting a word here, why aren't we giving into this church, into this house, you know, we're being blessed all the time, every Tuesday, every Sunday. It's a word from the Lord, not from pastor. I'm sorry, I'm getting all off, but I just, 
it's just really good. It's really good. And I thank God for this house. I thank God for y'all. I thank God for how he uses apostle and she doesn't back down. She's our example. Even if you ain't in a Walker family, you know, she's our example. And we could pass that down to our generation of children. And it's just, it's just awesome. And I want to say Kim's grandmother was granddaddy's sister. And granddaddy would go to her and oil would drip from her hand. And she would just lay hand and people be healed. You tell me God ain't awesome. But they didn't take the glory. They gave it back to God. So when people look at us, when we say, no, God said you're healed. No, you go take that Tylenol. You, you crazy. No, God said you're healed. You take that Tylenol. When you're standing on what God is saying and you believe in God, you can go your way. Because you know what God said. But if your heart is so hard, y'all, if your heart is hard, you ain't hearing nothing nobody is saying except what natural is saying. So that's why we check our hearts in every area, dealing with healing, dealing with prosperity, dealing with deliverance, dealing with anything. We need to check our heart to say, God, is my heart more open and receptive to you or more open and receptive to the things of the world? God, I need you more than I need what's in this world. Najina, you want to come up? You got something to say? Najina looking like, huh? study Psalms 78 but I do know what it is to be healed and to lean and to trust on his word because I was so very sick but I just kept saying and when I would go to the doctor my doctor would say Miss Moore if I had more patients like you I could just close my business every time I went I was leaning on the Lord being wide open they ain't going to stop. Now, that body was hurting, and, and people, believe me, it was rough. But I just kept on. I went to, when I lived in Virginia, that's when I first was uh, diagnosed, I went to work every day. Would be driving down the road sick and get out and do what I got to do, get back in, clean myself up, and go back to work. It was God. It was nothing but God. I, and you know what? And to tell you the truth, when I was living in New York, wide open, having a good time. Grew up in the Lord. But, you know, you, you go away and, and I just strayed away. But when I got sick, that's when I called on the Lord and he heard my cry. And since then, I'm going to tell you, he's a good God. He's a healing God. He's an all-knowing God. I'm telling you, I, I could talk a lot about him, so I, I just know from experience. And then to come here 20 years later, now my daughter told me, she said, uh, I'm going to remove one breast, but most people remove two. I said, no, 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 you're not going to remove two because I am healed of the Lord. And I went on for 19 years, but guess what? The cancer did come back in the other side, but it was not, no relationship to the other side. It had nothing to do with over here. 
And once again, God miraculously showed me who he was. And I, 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 I just can't serve another. And I can't understand sometimes why people carry on in this world the way they do, as if they're living on their own time when breath is just like that. Amen. To God be the glory. Do we have someone else dealing with Psalms? Kim, I'm going to have her some service tonight. <laughs> I got excited, so I didn't finish. So I ended up getting 9000 for the loan. But what the church gave, this is what I want to say, what the church gave, I went home, I prayed over it, I thanked the Lord, I cried over it. And when I counted that money, I was 3000 short from what the loan was. And when I counted the money, it came up to three thousand three hundred and some dollars that was enough to make up for and to give God first off you know the the tithes from it and I was just like look at God and he used the people in the church to do that and I, I just wanted to say that amen isn't God awesome come on we can't forget God because, see, just with Kim talking, Najina, and everybody sharing, don't you know people are saying, God, if you did it for them, you can do it for me. Because you got people in situations, y'all, they don't know, know where to turn now. They done tried everything, and it's not working. But the thing is, have you tried Jesus? He's all right. And when you give people an encouraging word, God will manifest himself through that word. And he'll show them, I am, may, I am God that I shall not lie. He's not going to lie to us. I'm not man. So, no, he can't. He can't. He got to stand on his word. But it's time for the church to rise up in the things of God and stop rising up in the things of the world. People cannot tell the world from the church now because they speak in the same language. The church is speaking the world language. And it's time for us to rise up more in that word than we rising up in other things. Amen. Anyone else? Okay. Glory, can you dismiss us?